Hi again, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the destination for high performers. This is where we talk to people from different niches, different backgrounds with different ideas, um, find out a little bit about what big moves they're making in their space. Um, also find out some of those success techniques that they have that they can share with us. And, and hopefully we can all kind of take away in, in some action items as we go through today. Um, today, I think that we're going to get a lot of those. I, I think everyone's going to be really happy with the guests that we have today. Um, just before we jump into that, a um, couple of quick items that we just have to, uh, to kind of talk about. If you've been listening for the, to the podcast for a while, um, one of our um, supporters is Jazz HR. And, uh, and right now, a lot of organizations, if you're starting to uh, um, start that recruitment process again or starting to uh, figure out how are we going to do that a little bit better, um, it's a great solution for you, especially if you're a small or medium-sized business. They help, uh, uh, their solution helps you um, look for the talent track the talent, schedule interviews, all those things that are just time consumers for managers. So um, uh, that way you can focus on getting the right people and not all of that other stuff as well. So, so definitely take a look at it. All you have to do is go to www.bigideabigmoves.com and you'll see a link on there. Um, also in the show notes, you'll be able to see that as well. The other side of things is um, Epitome HR is helping on the other side of that as well, is that um, they have started putting together a few um, career coaching packages for those individuals who are maybe out of work right now um, or are thinking that maybe they're reevaluating and maybe you want to come back to something a little bit different. Um, you, you might need that help in looking at your LinkedIn profile, linking, uh, looking at your resumes. Um, and they actually do a lot with organizations on the other side of things to say, what does an ATS look like? What do they look for in, in individuals? And what do recruiters look for? So it's, it's a good thing to be able to help bring you above um, all of the competition that will be out there in the next little while. So again, same thing, www.bigideabigmoves.com um, and definitely uh, take advantage of that. Uh, so we're going to jump right in. Bruce Crocs made his mark as a digital pioneer by co-founding Lava Life. And, and that revolutionized how people connect. As uh, the chairman and CEO, Bruce helped lead that company's growth. And eventually it sold for over $180 million. So hopefully we'll hear a little bit about that. Um, he's currently a partner at Round 13 Capital. Um, and that's a company dedicated to investing in growth stage technology companies. And he is also the co-host of Disruptors on uh, BNN and CTV. And you'll remember him as a dragon on uh, CBC's Dragon's Den. So um, I'm sure people will, will recognize his voice or his, uh, his face if you're watching this on YouTube as well. So first of all, um, Bruce, you're a really respected investor, but also uh, the entrepreneur part is, is really cool for us. So thanks very much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Jamie. Good to be here. Well, uh, this this time is actually really interesting for me to be able to talk to you about because this is uh, we're we're in a, a very different time than even six months ago. And uh, um, wondering, you know, from from your end, because you do a lot of investment, you you do a lot of things, um, you know, looking at the economy. Um, you know, what what have you been doing in the last little while? Do you see this? Have you been kind of pulling back a little bit? Have you kind of seen this as an opportunity to look for certain things? You know, how, how do you see the environment right now, and how have you kind of jumped into that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we're, as you said, we're about six months in, so I'm going to break it up into sort of two sections. The first, I would say, six to eight weeks, certainly, were, you know, the, the dawning realization that a lot of small and medium-sized businesses were going to experience uh, drastic change. And it wasn't going to be, you know, sort of a short-term blip. It was going to be some serious challenges that, you know, some of our 
investee companies we're going to have. So we have a portfolio of 17 companies, yeah. all Canadian based, all focused on software technology. And, you know, depending on how deep you wanted to look beneath the covers, arguably 17 different situations caused by, you know, this external event. So, you know, needless to say, the first six to eight weeks were all about, you know, inwardly looking, making sure that um, they were equipped to deal, uh, making sure that they were um, grasping the reality of the situation and then sort of making the plans appropriately. And, you know, I'll just say was I finish off that little section of time, you know, I came away from that, uh, be a lifelong entrepreneur myself, just, you know, reaffirming um, the resiliency and strength and optimism and attitude of Canadian entrepreneurs in this case, uh, to be able to face reality, um, keep a stiff upper lip. Uh, make plans, don't be, you know, paralyzed for too long. Um, and, you know, renew that kind of hope that this too will pass. And we'll still be there on the other side if we, you know, continue to do the right things with the right people around us and, and uh, treat, people what, treat people well, you know, yeah. and, and the amount of empathy and compassion and like, let's do the right thing. Um, that permeated those discussions, I was very heartened by. Yeah, that, so, that is really interesting, I think, because yeah. that was the difficult, it, it's, it's, it seems to be the differentiator in so many places right now, is um, from a leadership perspective, there was, uh, how, how that happened in those first six to eight weeks is what will stay with all of those organizations, I think, because you're, you're either going to come out of it as being perceived as incredible great leaders or the opposite. And there's no, there was no in between. That's right. No, I, I think that's exactly right. And, you know, I think there's not, nothing like pressure um, to bring out people's true colors. Right. And, you know, if I could, I, I guess I could have created a, a more pressure packed situation if you let my imagination run wild, but it was pretty, it's, you know, it was pretty intense. Yeah. I thought that was a, I was some pretty abrupt change, you know, for a lot of people and a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, um, and a lot of people to care for. So yeah, I think people's true colors shone through and at least speaking for our portfolio at round 13, I, I was quite encouraged. Now the second, you know, part of the, um, six months, uh, we've been probably more active than ever before in terms of making investment and, you know, I think uh, that's that's the product of a couple of things. Um, one is I think, you know, pricing was adjusted somewhat and activity went down somewhat uh, because uh, people were, you know, nervous and, you know, how long is this going to last and how is it going to affect me really? And a lot of those questions went, you know, were, there's no answers for and there's still in some industries not an answer for airlines, hotels. You know, but there are there were segments of, of, of what we do and how we work and how we buy and how we behave um, that were positively affected, you know, making the, the best of a, of, a, of, a, of a worrisome situation. And, you know, those those areas deserved attention and they were still looking to be funded and, uh, you know, 
gather enough resources to fulfill the demand that was coming as a result of people staying at home and having yeah. to collaborate remotely and you know continue to manage their income statements for efficiency and that kind of thing so those were areas that you know we got excited about and thankfully we had enough um and have enough money under management uh that we were able to um you know help those companies out and when you're looking at the environment and its impact right now when you're looking at those organizations how much does the current environment come into play or is it are you really looking at kind of longer term as as the heavier factor to look at well i think you have to think a little bit longer term for sure right and because for two reasons you know um one uh you know we don't know how long behavior is gonna be changed for right yep. so you know in some of the industries you just have to you know unless you think for example no one's going to come back to work and no one's ever going to get on a plane again you by nature you have to stay positive and you have to and you have to think longer term um the other the other factor is there's a lot there was a very there has been a short-term behavior bump you know as people adjusted to a new reality and equipped their home office and yeah you know went our went local RVing because there's no plane like we don't want to get on a plane you know and and you know who's going to Europe today so there's a lot of and and so that and that def, and that begs for an analysis or uh uh an opinion on you know whether that's a short term blip and how good business is going to continue to be or whether yeah. or what percentage of that is sustainable i guess is the better way to put it Right. Like how long is it? I mean, remote work might be a great example is, um, you know, some organizations now have been pushed into a new reality and then they're realizing, oh, you know, this might be okay. And maybe this means only 50% of our workforce comes back or whatever that happens to be. Whereas before right. they weren't pushing themselves to do that. So there's technology ways uh, that impacts on that, I would assume. No, and exactly. And I'll give you one other example, you know, relevant one, which, you know, the large institutions like banks and financial institutions, um, you know, insurance companies, et cetera. I, I was shocked by, you know, I, I was made aware of this earlier than COVID because we made an investment in a company called Source Group, which basically migrates uh, large institutions applications to the cloud. And I was just, I've been amazed by how many of the large institutions still aren't in the cloud with the majority of their applications. And that of course came home to roost as all the bank employees went home and then had to book VPN time to communicate back to the computers that were on prem or, you know, hosted somewhere in order yep. to facilitate their clients needs. So things like that have, have, you know, also pro proven to be a wake up call for how we do business, right? Which I think will be sustained for years and years to come because there's a lot of work in that case that I gave you, there's a lot of work to be done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if there's a, a positive out of it, that's that's one good piece. Um, now, right now, um, you, it, it sounds like you're, you're just as busy or even busier than you were before. Yeah. Um, so this is maybe kind of the personal side of things is, is when you have that many initiatives and that many things going on, how do you personally, um, you know, be able to balance that? I mean, you've got a family, you, you want to do kind of all of those things. What kind of things do you do? To, to well, do? I'll start by saying I'm a lot better at it now than I was earlier in my career. Um, yeah. Thankfully, early in my career when, you know, I was on the operating side and, 
you know, really um, devoted in thinking about what I was trying to do seven days a week. Um, I wasn't a good balanced person. Um, but I think what happens with experience is you, you get to work more efficiently and you get to the answer quicker. And I've also had the benefit of um, being able to surround myself with some very uh, capable um, uh, teammates on the investment side that, uh, that are younger and that are sharing the load and that you know, may not have the same situation with me with, with, it, with a family. Um, so uh, it's not easy is the message, yeah. but it's important because um, you know, especially today, uh, there is no end of information coming at us and no end to the data that we're being asked to process and and influence our decision making. So in many ways, if you don't let it, the work is never done. So I think the, the importance of setting boundaries and making sure that you set aside time for your mental health and well-being has become even more critical today. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Almost every, uh, you know, every level of individual in an organization is starting to say that now that they, they realize that the work will continue. I mean, you can put in a, a 14 hour day and, or you can put in an eight hour day. It's there's the work is just going to keep coming. So it's trying to figure out what's the, the sweet spot in there as well. Um, the other thing, as an entrepreneur, especially during that time that that was a heavy focus for you, is there something that, um, surprised you in, in that, that you hadn't anticipated when you started kind of taking that path from an entrepreneur standpoint? Oh, well, you know, you're going back with me, Jamie, the last time I actually worked in a traditional, you know, boss employer situation yeah. was, I was 21 years old. So <laughs> a couple of years, I'm push. I'm late fifties now. So, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a long way. Um, I, I think I was, you know, continually surprised on my journey um, on, you know, how, how it looks easy from the outside, but yeah. you know, where I've developed my deep rooted um, respect for anybody that creates a business, small, medium or large, that is enough to give some people a job and put food on the table. Uh, you know, I, my hat's off because, you know, I've, I've, I've had a you know, number I've had a number of that have gone well. I've had a number that have not gone well. And, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it's a lot of work, right? So yeah. um, I wouldn't say it was a surprise past the first two or three ventures that I, I, uh, I embarked on, but it, you know, it doesn't get any easier. I mean, you know, you still have to put the time in, you have to surround yourself with the right people. Uh, but, you know, if you want to talk about specific lessons that I've learned that, yeah. I, that I carried forward, the biggest one uh, for me um, has been just how critical it is when you're starting something or growing something to put the appropriate amount of time into defining and understanding the type of person that you want to have around you. And it, you know, it goes to the core values of, of the organization that you're building because yeah. I've seen in my career, I've seen lots of ideas. You know, you mentioned the Dragon's Den earlier, but yeah. you know, Lava Life before that attracted a lot of a lot of new ideas and new interests. And you know, look at let's look at this venture, let's look at that venture. And I can tell you what I've seen enough mediocre ideas do quite well with the yeah. right people shoulder to the wheel, and I've seen some incredible ideas 
uh, just go to nothing um, because people hadn't put the right amount of thought into, you know, who you want to go to war with, to use an old analogy. Right? Yeah. And, and that's really it with a lot of entrepreneurial ventures. You never go into it thinking it's not going to work. So, you know, you have to be ready to put in the work to do it. That's right. Um, going to Dragon's Den for a second, um, you know, when, because now you're, you're that recognizable face that people see all of those things. And, uh, it's not that you wouldn't have had that because of your, um, um, your business kind of life, but it would have been a completely different thing. (laughs) Very different. So what was that like for you to suddenly go from that to a more, um, I don't want to say celebrity, but it is kind of that kind of status where you're, you're noticed and you're noticed for a different reason. How was that for you? Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I, I spent three years on the show, and I was given a heads up before I went on the show about how watched that television program was at the time. I don't know if it still is, but yeah. it, was, uh, it, was, it was a very popular Canadian show, and I, you know, it gave me pause um, because I am a relatively private person. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I never did get fully comfortable uh, yeah. with walking through the airport and getting stopped and, you know, wondering if I should, should have known the person from some other place. <laughs> it to be. So uh, I never did quite adjust to it. Um, and, but, you know, it was very real. Like it was, Canada's not that big a place. It is geographically, yeah. but not by television audience standards. So Um, I was not a big watcher of the show, didn't see it before I went on it and haven't watched it since. But as I learned, I was in the extreme minority. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I think that celebrity piece is a a big thing that's probably also helped you as well, has it not? That, um, you know, now you have a profile that probably also gives you more opportunity, does it? I think it, I think it really has. Um, you know, it's amazing. Uh, it, it, it can be, it can verge on being ironic as well, though, I have to admit, like, you know, you're getting paid to give a speech to, you know, a couple thousand people. And then in Q and A, somebody's asking you questions about how to raise kids, you know, because you're a business, uh, you've been, you, you, you're perceived to have had some business success. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, Yes, it's opened a lot of doors, and yes, uh, people want, are curious, you know, so yeah. they, they at least will, will sit down with you once, and, you know, they want to work with you, so I think it's been a great door opener, um, but, you know, it can also get, uh, you can also get carried away with it, this yeah. whole celebrity thing, because, you know, frankly, I, 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 I made it very clear, I, I, uh, I'm not the right guy to ask, and I, I find raising kids to be the challenge of my life. (laughs) Everyone. uh, If you've got kids, that should be the challenge. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so for you then, um, you know, there are some people that say, okay, I'm a, I'm an early morning person. I do all of this stuff in the morning. That's my time. What, what does a day look like for, for Bruce? You know, I, you know, are you, uh, are you one of those people that are, are really heavy into certain time periods or is it just, you know, your day can be very so much? Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not an extreme routine person. Um, you know, when the weather's nice, you know, I, I like, I do, I am up early. Uh, first, first thing, first of all, I have, I'm an eight hour a night sleep guy, right? So whether that's become psychological or necessity, I couldn't tell you, but if I'm getting six, I'm either convinced myself it's not enough or it really isn't enough, you know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, So, so I like, I like to get eight and, um, um, you know, when it's nice, I like to get my, uh, 
overnight emails and communication and get my team set up for the day, make sure I've, I've got a feel for what everyone's up to uh, while I'm having a cup of coffee, uh, you know, sort of between seven and nine, you know. Um, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm completely open as to when I get exercise during the day, but I generally need to get some. Um, and beyond that, um, you know, one of the core values of round 13 is uh, we're opportunistic. So, you know, that, that does require a certain flexibility and um, open-mindedness to other people's schedules and, you know, things that need attention that you, you know, you may not forecast every week, for example, yeah. come up. I mean, we're in the business of helping small businesses become medium-sized businesses and anybody in that in that and we're very hands-on so anyone yeah. in that area that tells you it's a steady upward climb to the right is not giving you the straight goods right it is right. you know these these 17 companies are on different types of roller coasters every day right yeah. so if we're going to really be valuable to them you know yes we have to help them get structured so that the communication is more orderly etc but yep. you know, you also have to to be to be willing to ride with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's and that is a twenty four hour job, like you said, in some of the in entrepreneurial ventures. So you have to be aware that you're you're going to have to kind of jump in at at odd times too. I would assume. So um, those people are all looking up to you. You've got lots of people that look up to you for your advice, and and all those. Is there somebody that that you really look to, or that you know has really impacted your career? Well, yeah, he yeah, there is. He's ninety two. Yeah. And struggling a little bit right now. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, my, my dad showed up here with, uh, as an immigrant with $40 and a grade eight education and got to work um, and, you know, be, became an entrepreneur himself. Um, and, you know, from a very young age, I was able to witness uh, what dedication and, you know, overcoming the odds looked like. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm an optimist by nature. And I think part of that was because I was raised by someone that uh, instilled in me early that, you know, anything that I really wanted to do, I could probably do if I was, was uh, dedicated and persistent enough around it. Yeah. And they weren't just words because, you know, I got, I, I knew his story. Yeah. You right? had the role model right there. So, I mean, I, yeah, I can't, I can't uh, think of a bigger uh, impact there. I also had the benefit of working early while we were building Lava Life. We were very forward thinking from an organizational development perspective. Yeah. And one of the, the people that, were, that was teaching us, who became a mentor of mine, that taught us the importance of having a vision and where you wanted to take a company and then the importance of actually defining your core values to make sure you screened for those on the way in and then encourage that behavior while you were operating the company and yeah. tied it into performance management and the importance of having goals and sharing, you know, with equity and bonuses. And that's always been our approach. And, you know, I've never done anything without partners. So yeah. uh, and that comes from, you know, understanding a little bit of self-reflection, understanding the things I'm good at and the things that I, that I, I need help with. Yeah. And, and you mentioned a lot about um, resiliency and how that was kind of built up, you know, seeing your dad do that as well. Um, is that, is that something you look at in the, um, 
entrepreneurs or the businesses that you kind of, you know, and how do you, how do you gauge that? I mean, that's a, that's a difficult thing to kind of figure out, but it is probably one of those um, intangibles that has the most impact on whether a place can, you know, move sure. forward or not. Well, the name, the name of our fund is round 13. Yeah. Yeah. Round 13 <laughs> is named after the 13th round of a very famous heavyweight boxing match between Fraser and Ali in 1975 called the Thrill in Manila. And a lot of fans think that was the most brutal round of boxing in the history of the sport. And long story short, those guys went at it so hard that by the start of the 15th round, neither, neither fighter could get up off the stool to finish. Yeah. And when Ali heard that Fraser couldn't get up, he found it within himself to stand and by standing won the fight, right? So in answer to your question, we believe in it so strongly, this ability to to grind when the going gets tough that we named our firm after it and built our culture and, and theme around it. Um, and to the second part of your question, yes, it is. It's always hard to screen for attributes. Um, so, you know, wh whether it be in this case, resiliency, or if I had to pick a core value for the 21st century, it might be, you know, uh, continuous learning people that are curious that have the, you know, that are looking to, un you know, overturn the last rock to find the right answer and yeah. um but yeah i mean i think you just have to take your time you have to ask the right questions you can't be rushed and you have to look at you know past behavior um and beyond that you're not going to get it right every step of the time uh that that is that is true but it really my message core message is it's really worth the effort to get as close to the right fit as you can yeah now, the one thing we, uh, we ask every guest is, um, you know, so let's say there is an entrepreneur who's, who's hearing that and, and hearing kind of um, uh, thinking, I'm, I really want to move ahead and, and I've got an India and I really want to move it ahead. If you were to say there are kind of two or three pieces of advice or things that you think they could do right away um, as that starting point, what would they be? Well, the first thing I would do is, is, is look in the, I'd get up and I'd look in the mirror and I'd say, look, you know, um, knowing myself as well as I do, uh, what are the things that I think that I'm going to bring to this venture? Um, and equally important, what are the gaps on the things that I think I'm going to need that I don't possess? And I think the earlier you can articulate that and find a way, depending on how important those things are that you don't have to the success of the business, the quicker you can get people around you that have those qualities. And I would be over generous at that point in the venture if you're just starting to make sure that you do have that. The quicker you can get that out of the way, the better off you are. And the second thing that you can do right away is try and imagine a world 18 months from now about where you would like to be with this idea, right? Where would you like to be Re and, and make it reasonable? You know, you can have a five year goal that, you know, is unreasonable, but like, where do I really want to be in the next 18 months yeah. and write it down. Right. And then start to formulate little goals and plans around milestones that will help you get there. And if you, if you line up the 18 month plan with the bigger vision, with the, 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 the sort of shorter term plans to make it happen, and you augment yourself with the right core value skill and core value, equally important, I'd say core value even more so, yeah. 
then you've got the makings of a good start. And those are things you can do, you know, like in your home office. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's perfect. And, and if, um, so if people want to find out more about you, follow your stuff, Bruce, what's, what are the best ways of, of doing that? So I'm, I'm, I'm active on Twitter. I'm not a Facebook user. I'm active on Twitter. You'll find me writing the odd piece on LinkedIn. Uh, Bruce underscore Croxon at Twitter. Um, and you know, you'll find everything you need to know about me there. And, and, uh, my investment firm is round13.com. And, you know, we are again, focused entirely and confidently in the Canadian technology ecosystem. The other, one other thing I will mention is uh, I'm involved with a charity called Helping Hands Jamaica. My maternal mm-hmm. homeland is Jamaica. Yep. We've built uh, 22 uh, primary schools down there uh, over the years. And uh, we've, if you go to the website, helpinghandsjamaica.com, we've got our helpinghandsjamaicafoundation.com. We've got our, our annual walkathon coming up. We are going to get out this fall. So uh, if any of your listeners feel like supporting a good cause, I would appreciate it. And, and I'll make sure that uh, we put that in the show notes. So if you didn't get it, we'll make sure it's in there and people can, uh, can take the, uh, the line right through from there, the link through. Um, I, and I, would, I will add to people who are just listening, this is probably the most Canadian interview I think I've ever seen because behind um, Bruce's head is what wow. would Neil Young do. And I've got the tragically hip behind my head. So I think you've, we've basically covered kind of music in Canada behind us as well. So yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, kind of cool. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. All right. Well, again, thanks very much, Bruce. We really appreciate you coming on today. It's uh, there's so many great things that you've been able to share, and uh, and we'll look forward to seeing kind of everything you do over the next little while. Thanks for having me. All right. And, and for everybody listening, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Give us a rating. Give us a review because that helps us get the message out there as well. Um, and, uh, and make sure that you uh, get onto our website, which is www.bigideabigmoves.com and uh, take a look at some of uh, the other episodes. And if you subscribe, you'll get all the next ones as they come up every week. Uh, we will talk to everybody again on Big Idea Big Moves.